DJ PK, it's time to bring in Tim Reynolds, NBA writer for the Associated Press. Tim, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. So, we wanted to have you on as a guy who uh, covers the NBA, uh, assess the West and the Jazz and how things are going, because you can imagine there's a little bit of excitement around this team. I, I would think there's probably um, a little bit more than a little. Right. I would even I would allow jazz fans to go to medium excitement. Okay. At this point, they're um, there. I would allow them to go that far. Um, yeah, uh, you're you're really good. You've got a really good basketball team, and and I'll tell you this, and I've written about this in in, in past years. In fact, I even asked Quinn about it once, and he kind of rolled his eyes at me. Quinn's teams get better as the year goes along. And, and if that doesn't make the West a little bit more nervous, um, it should. <laughs> it really should. There's just, there, there, isn't, there isn't a weakness. Now, I, I also, and I'm, gonna, I'm just throwing myself at the mercy of you guys here, I don't think there's an all-star starter on that team. I don't think that's going to be a big surprise. The, the strength is the balance. There's, it, it, there's an unselfishness about them that they remind me very much of of the Heat teams that were here in those four years with LeBron and Chris and Dwayne. Maybe not in the certainly the 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 national noticing the national buzz, um, which means nothing, by the way. But those teams were successful because nobody cared who did what on a given night. Nobody cares that Jordan Clarkson comes off and scores 40. Nobody cares that Rudy does this some night. Nobody cares that Joe does this some night. Nobody cares when Donovan does his thing. That's what you need to be elite, and that's what Quinn has. That's what the Jazz have built, and that's why 23-5, and five, you know, I don't know if they're going to play 800 basketball the rest of the way, uh, but this is no joke. They are real, and they are very much a contender to win the whole thing. And as I was watching basketball, and I watch it every night for you know obviously for uh, work purposes and just personal enjoyment anyway, I'm thinking that so much of this has been viewed as a negative that they don't have that all-star starter as you phrase it. But actually, when you think about it and step back, the fact that they're they've won all these ball games without that is the strength and is the positive, meaning that it can be Mitchell's your guy who's probably going to lead you in scoring most nights. But the other night, they had four guys score at least twenty-five. So to me, it shouldn't be viewed as a negative. It should be viewed as a positive. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Now. There's, of course, there's two ways to look at it, right? There's, from the opposition standpoint, what and who do you take away on the Jazz roster? I mean, it's, what, what can you do? If you take away A, B is going to get you. If you take away B, C is going to get you. If you take away C and D, A and B are going to go crazy. It's, so it's a nightmare to game plan for an unselfish basketball team. Now, what the next thing is going to be, what the next complaint about the Jazz will be, is you look at this run. What are they, what's it, 18 out of 19 or 19 out of 20? 19 to 20, yeah. 19 to 20. Most of those games, I don't have it in front of me, but I, I mean, I, I've watched them. 
they've all pretty much all been by double digits, right? So watch what the next thing will be. The next time the Jazz are in a close game, who does Quinn go to? Who's the go-to guy in those situations? That will be the next hurdle. That will be the next complaint. The next time the Jazz are in a close game and they don't win. And it will happen. You will lose a close game at some point this season. That will be the next complaint. Jazz don't have a go-to guy because people will draw conclusions off one game. Look, they know what they have. I think smart fans know what they have. I know this league knows what's going on out there. Um, Sit back, relax, and enjoy. And when they do announce the All-Star starters tomorrow night, for a game that hasn't technically been announced yet, by the way, I mean, I think Quinn Quinn can clinch the coaching job, I think, tonight. If they beat the Clippers, I think Quinn is locked in to be the all-star coach for a game that hasn't technically been announced. Enjoy that. Enjoy those. Enjoy the fact that you don't have an all-star starter and that your strength is in numbers, and that's how you win in this league. Okay, that is uh, how you win. But when it gets time to win the biggest games, and I agree with you that the you know the national hype isn't there and that doesn't matter, but the all-star starters tend to be a reflection. A playoff success the last few years, and the, usually you have to have some playoff success before you can win it all. It's the rare team that lost in the first round. I think the Warriors, having lost in the second round and then going to win the championship, was unusual. So for a team to come off back to back to back first round losses, um, I know the Mavericks had a lot of first round problems. So I'd have to look back when they won it. It just doesn't happen very often. So, do you worry about not having that go to guy in the biggest moment when you get to the biggest games in the playoffs? No, because you have, we all know you have the go to guy, right? I mean, we all saw what Donovan did in the bubble last year. I mean, if people are going to say the Jazz haven't been to the conference finals and whatever, the Jazz haven't been to the finals and whatever, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't really, I, I don't think any of that stuff matters to me. I mean, remember, Anthony Davis couldn't win until he won. You know, I mean, even LeBron. LeBron couldn't win until he won. Um, It's a... I I don't buy into it really at all that you need that past success or even to get to the brink and feel that pain before you can get there. Um, You know, Joe Ingles has played international basketball at the highest level forever. You know, Rudy has been you know, part of Olympic runs and World Cup runs. with These guys know what the pressure cooker is. They do. They absolutely do know. And, you know, I would expect that, you know, I would expect that, that Quinn and Dennis and, and the decision makers out there, I, I would think you're going to add a piece. I would think you're not going to sit idly. I mean, it, it's, it's not like you need something, but if everyone else is going to add, if every other contender is going to add, you feel compelled to. So you bring in another vet who's been there, another good guy for the locker room and that sort of thing. And the issue takes care of itself. I don't think, just to be clear what I was saying, that there isn't a question that you guys, I mean, Donovan is the go-to guy. He absolutely is. And you can get on his back and he will carry you in a playoff. But the best part about the Jazz is he doesn't have to do that. That's what's great. I mean, he signed that massive contract last summer and jumped into the pool and ruined that pair of sneakers by jumping into the pool with his shoes on. But he hasn't played as though he's got this burden on him of he has to live up to a contract. He's sort of been the same Donovan from what I have seen. That's exactly what you want if you're Utah. What level of action do you expect as far as player movement here in the next few weeks? 
You know, I, I'm kind of in the minority on this one. I think there will be some. I mean, you're already seeing, you know, the rumor mills out there, and obviously, you know, the Andre Drummond situation is public. The Blake Griffin situation is public. Um, someone will trade for Andre Drummond. Um, he's a young, very good, big, and expiring. Uh, the Pistons will have to buy out Blake Griffin at some point because nobody's going to trade for that contract. And I do think in the right spot, Blake could be, you know, if he if he's healthy, Blake could be a good fit off the bench in a lot of places. But I think broadly, I don't think there's going to be, I don't think there's going to be dozens and dozens and dozens of guys on the move because remember, we have an expanded playoff now in this league. It might just be one game. But going to 10 teams, going to 10 teams in each conference, technically getting in, this, this play-in series is going to have more teams. It's going to do for the NBA what the wild card originally did for baseball. Teams that would be out of the race, that team in 13th, that is nine games out of eight, they're not going to be out of the race anymore because they're only going to be three or four games behind 10th, and they're going to feel like we still have a chance to get in. So I don't know if a lot of teams will be selling. And you can't have tons of buyers without tons of sellers. So I I don't think there's going to be wild movement. I think your elite teams will look to add a piece. You know, Drummond will be the big name that gets moved. I don't think any of – I don't – put it this way, guys. I'd be really surprised if there was, like, some sort of blockbuster that we didn't see coming, some huge name getting moved. I'd be really surprised if that happened this year. Do you see something that the Clippers and Lakers want to add? Because obviously those are the two teams Jazz fans are watching closely. you see an obvious move for those clubs? Yeah, oh, I did see an obvious move for the Clippers, and I'm surprised they didn't get Derrick Rose. Uh, you know, Derrick Rose, his, you know, his agent is based in L.A. I think he still has a home out there. They need a backup point guard, and they need a backup wing. Um, so I was very surprised that they didn't get more seriously into the Derrick Rose talks. I mean, Derrick wanted to go to New York. Not that that ultimately matters. Um, I mean, if, if Detroit got a better offer from the Clippers, he'd probably be a Clipper right now. So I do think they'll look to add a backup point. Um, the Lakers situation is, is unusual, guys, in that you have LeBron, so you're fine because he plays like every position. Um, the Anthony Davis situation is what you watch out there. They're, you know, Woe just saying two, three weeks. The Lakers are just saying, you know, the Lakers haven't come out and said that, I don't think, officially yet. Um, they're just saying, you know, it's a strain. He's being evaluated. The longer that situation goes, then the Lakers have to decide, do we want a complimentary piece? Do we want another another backup point guard type? Do we need another vet like, like, like Rondo? Rondo was so big for that team last year. Do you need someone like him again? Or can we really count on Anthony Davis to log big minutes? Remember, and guys, these games are rapid fire this year. Everybody's playing every other day. So can he play big minutes without a lot of recovery time, or do we need to lighten his load when he comes back and bring in another big? I think the Lakers are going to have to think long and hard about what they're going to do. They're going to add someone, but the question is, will they add another, another perimeter guy, or do they add a big? Do they find a way? somehow, some way to bring in Andre Drummond. Do they find, do they put themselves in, I, I don't know how they do it. They don't have that many tradable assets for that kind of contract. I don't know how it would happen. Um, but do they get into that mix somehow? So for the Clippers, it's going to be a backup point guard without question. For the Lakers, it sort of depends on AD. 
So from the Jazz perspective, to get where they want to go, they're going to have to go through Los Angeles. And it may be two teams, it may be one team, but it looks like most definitely they're going to have to go through them. How do you think that they match up when all all three teams are healthy as far as that goes? I mean, I, I think I don't think there's a matchup out there for Utah that's bad. I, I, I truly don't. I mean, you have the elite guard. You have, you know, elite bench play this year. You have the elite rim protector. So on the surface, there isn't a bad matchup, right, for them. What you're hoping, if you're the Jazz, I think what you're hoping more than anything else is that the standings right now, one, two, three, stay there. You don't want to play both L.A. teams. You'd like to see the L.A. teams beat each other up in the Western Conference semifinals. That's what you want. You want to play the Spurs or the Blazers or the Nuggets or the Suns in the second round. You don't want to have to go through both the Lakers and the Clippers. Let them slug it out. Let whoever emerges from that series come into the Western Conference final a little bit wounded. I think that's what you're hoping for if you're Utah. But there's, you know, matchup-wise, the Lakers are a matchup nightmare for everybody because they have LeBron. And he's still, you know, Giannis is the two-time MVP, LeBron is still a top two or three MVP candidate in this league, if not top one, and I still call him the best player, even at age 36, even in year 18. I still think he's the best player, and we all saw last year, when you dangle a championship in front of him, that guy finds another way to raise his game, as crazy as that sounds. I I don't think the Jazz have to worry about it. There's no one you point to and say they're a bad matchup because the Jazz have everything. But there's a lot of teams that have everything. The Clippers, to me, will go into the playoffs with the most approved just because of the history, because of Paul George's history in the postseason, because of you know all these 3-1 leads. Can you finally break through? They're going to have to bear that weight. They will, they'll act like it won't matter. They'll say it won't matter. It will absolutely matter. So the Clippers are going to go into the playoffs with some baggage. The Lakers will go into the playoffs with some baggage because they're the defending champions. LeBron only has... A few years left. They know that it's not a forever thing. They're paying all this money. Take advantage of your championship window right now. To me, the Jazz are going to go into the playoffs, if healthy, very footloose and fancy free, and say, "Listen, there's no pressure on us. They, they could be the one seed, guys. They could be the one. They could be the overall one seed. No one's still going to believe they're good enough to win it. And that's a very good position to be in when you don't have to carry that pressure. So, assuming they are able to hold on to the one seed." And, you, you know, you make the point about not wanting to have to play both the L.A. teams. Is there anybody in the West that either uh, by improving the way you said Quinn Snyder teams always improve or by one of these acquisitions, is there anybody in the West that can, or maybe getting healthy guys, getting guys back healthy, that can make that jump and be a fourth team and be on, on relatively the same plane as, as the Jazz, Lakers, and Clippers? Well, I, I still think Portland – win healthy and win right is they're a very scary group i mean look they really haven't been whole much this year and they're seven or eight games over 500 um you know they've had questions at the five you know it's they're still there and and one of these years dame and cj are going to be become even a tougher out they're a tough out now i think they could be a team that gets very scary. Um, Denver is going to figure it out. You see signs. Denver's, Denver's playing better. They're obviously they're missing a bunch of guys right now. You know, they have another guy who's elite. They have a guy who does everything. Uh, um, as Eric Spolster calls them, a Swiss Army knife. 
you know, in Jokic. But the one team I point to and say, if they went out and made a big move, I'm telling you, Golden State, as much as people don't want to hear it, I think Steph's playing the best ball of his life right now. Steve Kerr has proven in the postseason. If the Warriors go out and add a piece, I don't know who it would be. There's a lot of teams in the West that can get really good. The West playoffs, look, there's not an easy matchup for anybody. There won't be. Um, the West playoffs are going to be just hideous. They're going to be bloody. They are absolutely going to be bloody because there are a lot of good teams that could get really scary depending on how aggressive they want to get by adding the guys to deadline. He's Tim Reynolds, writes for the Associated Press, covering the NBA. Tim, thanks for coming on. A million opinions, a lot of stuff to consider. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys.